0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our June meeting, our regular meeting of the Shawnee Mission Board of Education for June 25th, and we'll begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. Please join us. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag
1: of the United States States of America America and and to to the republic Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Thank you for being here tonight. Um, We have Two separate meetings within a meeting, so the first meeting that i 'll open here is the uh, the budget hearing, so state statute asks requires that we have a budget hearing, and uh, with that, um, this is an opportunity for the public to uh, express any comments that they 'd like to and share regarding the the budget that 's put forward um, with some updates with that i 'll open it up. Is there anyone here that would like to speak on behalf of the budget besides our CFO over there <laughs> Thank you. With that, we'll, we'll close the budget hearing, and uh, thank you for that opportunity to offer that to the public. With that, we will move to uh, item C, which is considered part two, and now we are to the regular meeting. Um, these agendas are developed uh, middle to late of uh, the week prior to our meeting, and then as things happen, why we update the agenda. And so there's several things that might have changed between the time you first saw this agenda and and this evening, so I thought I'd bring up a couple of those real quick as we move through. Um, First of all, as most people that follow this know that uh, the Kansas Supreme Court came forward with uh, an opinion this afternoon, a ruling, and so we're going to add in our uh, special presentations Dr. Stuart Little, who will be here to uh, give us an update on that. So that'll be added to the agenda. Um, Also, I'd like to point out that uh, in our HR agenda, we've we've updated that as well, and it now includes uh, the announcement and the eventual vote this evening on uh, David Smith, who is the candidate that's been brought forward to be our new uh, chief communications officer. So although you saw that in press release perhaps today, um, the board will be making that decision, and we look forward to that as well. So that was also added.
2: Through summer enrichment. Recently, an engineering camp was held at the Center for Academic Achievement. It was designed specifically so that middle school students could build, design, and learn more about engineering. Soon we'll be welcoming our uh, kindergarten. As you remember, our Jump Start program has been very successful over the last couple of years. Uh, in addition, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention we have lots of educators who are out there taking classes this summer and involved in co- all kinds of enrichment activities on their own to, to help them be better prepared to address the needs of students for next year so. We appreciate that very much. Uh, we're just glad that there's lots of opportunities for our students across Sony Mission School District. A few of them we mentioned at early meetings in terms of the meals that we provide, but not just the meals, but activities all across the district. So, um, School never ends. It's a 12-month proposition. Students <laughs> from Uh, placed at our National Forensics League Tournament. Um, A team of Shawnee Mission Northwest students earned one of the top prizes at the National Catholic Forensic League Grand National Tournament. Um, Julian Kufour, a senior, and Emmanuel Ose, a senior, took second place in the national tournament in policy debate. The team also won the state two-speaker KSHSAA championship earlier this year, and is coached by uh, Ken King. Shawnee Mission East, Shawnee Mission Northwest, Shawnee Mission South, and Shawnee Mission West were also represented at the tournament. Happy to announce that Jerry Heil uh, has been named the 2018 Teacher of the Year for Excellence in Braille Instruction. This is a national honor given to Braille Institute for her dedication, innovation, and creativity in the teaching of students who are visually impaired or blind. I was a full-time teacher for students who are visually impaired. And Jerry was nominated by a family of one of her students. They said that their daughter's success in school came as a result of Jerry's dedication and teaching skills. So very proud of her and, and what she does for our students that are visually impaired. Another district administrator uh, we announced to last week, we've got another one this week, has earned their doctorate. We're pleased to congratulate Leah Cogswell, who attended her doctoral degree, um, earned her doctoral degree this spring. She's an associate principal at Trail Ridge Middle School. She earned her doctorate in education leadership and policy studies at the University of Kansas. And as you know, that's something that we work with all of our young administrators to pursue those advanced degrees as well as our teaching staff. So we're very proud of of Leah. Dr. Hubbard has recently been elected to the Kesha Board of Directors um, as you know, Dr. Hubbard serves as the Assistant Superintendent for Leadership and Learning and has been elected to serve on the Kansas State High School Activities Association Board of Directors. Uh, KSA is comprised of more than 350 high schools and 400 middle schools in Kansas and administrator, uh, does the administration for all the interscholastic programs. She was actually selected by the Sunflower League as a result of her experience to represent... Um, that group um, and, and our conference uh, for the state so very proud of her too I had an opportunity um, that's me kind of on the end there um, to sit with a lot of distinguished educators as we signed the agreement for a degree in three and um, multiple school districts were there Raytown uh, Lee Summit was there we had Kansas City, Kansas, Olathe and um, We had Johnson County Community College, Metropolitan Community College, and of course, um, KU Edwards Campus. And the degree in three gives our students an opportunity with coursework that they take in school. If they follow up with an associate's degree with ours that we have, also with the junior colleges that participate, and then they can uh, have their degree conferred in three years um, through the Edwards Campus. So it's a great opportunity for our students. we kind of joked around it's not a degree in five or six, it's a degree in three, which um, we think is in the best interest of our of our students. So uh, Shawnee Mission students that will be able to enter the program through several district signature programs, our biotech, our pre-law and our public administration. Uh, so we were happy to, to be a part of that. It was kind of a dream of Dr. Cook uh, two or three years ago that he was able to bring the people together and, and make that happen for students across the area. Last thing I have tonight is just a little bit of an update on our construction projects, the three that you see there. Um, Lenexa Hills is absolutely on schedule to open up in the fall. And um, Bob's attended several meetings over the last week. We have furnitures in the building. We're waiting for the AT&T to turn the phone on in the elevator so we can move the furniture upstairs. And I think we have an open house on July 22nd, is that, or 23rd? Do you remember, Bob? I don't remember the exact date. Uh, Okay. They set it up for the parents. Uh, So we'll be able to get um, those students in there several weeks before we start to kind of acclimate to the building. We won't do our dedication to the building until after school starts. It'll probably be in September uh, or October. That's kind of the plan that we're looking at right now. We're excited about that. In addition to that, uh, Brookwood continues to make progress. Um, We're hopeful. Bob didn't want me to announce, but we're hopeful that we could um, be there over winter break, but at the very latest it will be spring break. Um, I think the the students and staff and parents have been very happy at Indian Creek, but they'll be happy to be back in their own building. So that building is is going well uh, also. And the Aquatic Center, if you had an opportunity to go out on 87th Street and, and see the Aquatic Center, it's uh, making great progress. We've got concrete walls up and the bleachers are in the stands now. They will start in the next week or so putting in the massive wood beams that will support the ceiling uh, and the structure and put it um, under roof. Uh, as a reminder to the board, that uh, facility will not open up until about a year from now. It will be in the summer of 19th
3: factor that was built into the five-year funding plan that the legislature put together. And so they have, su- they have suggested the wrong word. They have told the legislature that they need to go back and put together a solution that will add an inflation component to that, uh, to that formula and that it needed to be done by I think the 15th of April next year so it'll give the 2019 legislature the time to do that they scheduled oral arguments for May and they would render a decision before June 30th of next year so they identified one issue that needed to get fixed, told the legislature how to fix it. The fix itself is I'm sure Dale Dennis and, and other smart people are trying to calculate exactly what would be required to satisfy that that an in inflationary factor to add that into the to the uh to the formula there have been press accounts that have ranged from uh, over 50 million dollars to 400 million dollars but keeping in mind that you're going to add that inflationary factor, it would go every year and so it's whatever's going to be added will go every year and be added in. I think the 400 million I think is for the whole package. If you, one of the issues is that the inflationary factor and the 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 court talks about this in in the the opinion there's a chart that talks about the inflation factor that's calculated from I think 2010 through 2017 and it averaged out to about 1.4 percent and so over that course of time. So if we're at that same kind of inflationary rate, I think the increase that they'd seen was somewhere in the, the 50 to $60 million range. So I think just extrapolating from what inflation had been and what they would have thought it would have been those prior years it's somewhere in the but if cumulatively and of course that gets built into the base so it's going to be somewhere in that kind of range so I think I think it's not a big lump sum that the legislature needs to come up with it's something that's going to be added in over the course of time going forward The the fourth point to note, I think, of of some significance, and as I've read over the the opinion again a couple more times and have seen some other conversations, it is is worth noting that the legislature or that the court did accept five hundred and twenty two million dollars over five years they said that that those, that's that funding formula you have to add that inflation component and then they accepted that going back and using the last constitutional base at Montoy was acceptable that they would um, they would take that going forward. They just said you need to add that inflationary factor going forward, and that they all the other components of the formula. The various things that we talked about and had been debated for the last couple of years are all constitutional. They did not identify other things other than an issue with virtual school f- funding and how that was counted in there and whether it was or not so it's, it's worth noting that the court did that because kind of my last point would be we spent a tremendous amount of time and, and energy in the legislature and the process bringing in the consultants to do WestEd to do studies on <coughs> what the cost would be there was a great deal of time uh, that was occupied with how will we achieve graduation rates improvement there outcomes and those kind of things and i think one thing that's, that's worth noting in this opinion because I think it's been talked about as, as you know, thus far, and if, if Twitter counts as conversations, the most part, but that it's that the legislature has failed to adequately fund schools, or we've got a, we're going to have to pass a constitutional amendment and fix it. I think essentially what we have here is that the court has accepted what the legislature has sent to them. They have not. They did not dive into the, the studies from the, that the plaintiffs had argued about, which was we've got the WestEd study that says you need to add $1.9 to $2.2 billion, and we need to tie how much money we have to graduation levels. That's not part of what the court rendered any opinions on, and it's not, they, they accepted what the legislature did. And so I think that's going to be significant going forward. So there will be no need for a, a special session. Uh, the legislature will have the opportunity to fix this in 2019. It will cost money. Nobody can say right yet what that's going to mean, but it's, going, it's not going to be massive. It's not going to be doubling, tripling. We're not going to be in that, that $2 billion range. Um, it has the potential if you read the opinion if you if you fix the inflation issue, you have addressed every issue with regard to adequacy and equity, and the case should be released at that point that 's what they have the, the court has laid out. They have very specifically said what they expect the legislature to do. Uh, there will be conversation about constitutional amendment. People were already uh, suggesting that the constitutional amendment that was got out of committee last legislative session. Uh, of course, it'll be dead because we'll clear out all the bills and we'll start anew. But was that the the, the Supreme Court could only uh, make decisions on constitutionality with regard to equity, not to adequacy. And it would leave that to the legislature to determine that. I would suspect that will come up as an issue. Um, but in general, the court has accepted the formula as it is have suggested the fix that they want to see. And uh, and while it does have a financial cost, uh, a lot of the other issues that we spend a lot of time and energy on um, are kind of absent from this decision, and they've kind of narrowly <coughs> focused down to... A, a, A solution so it'll be it'll uh, of course since my jobs in Topeka a lot of this is how does this play into politics and everything I think it'll have a significant impact on how folks choose to frame the issues and what they see as a solution so it'll it will definitely have an impact who shows up in Topeka in January of 2019 will have an impact on how this is this is resolved so I'd be happy to answer the questions that I can keeping in mind I'm not an attorney so I'm not giving you a legal opinion on this
0: great thank you any board members with questions, yes, Dr. sinclair um,
4: The equity portion of, the, of the, the so the equity portion of the bill was ruled to be constitutional. Can you remind us what final changes were made that that remain in the bill there were uh,
3: there, there was the using prior year to calculate um, the um sorry, putting you on the spot. Here the the LOB I mean, I've, got, I've got the list here. Using the prior year to calculate the LOB, um, the let's see, fifteen percent uses of the capital outlay. I'm sorry, <laughs> the ten percent floor. So the, there, I think there were four issues that were left out there when they and the 15, when they came. 30- yeah, when the the well the, the ones that weren't technically equity issues that the court had identified, but that we came in was mandating fifteen percent LOB and then requiring districts to use a portion of their their at risk fund, the, the equivalent portion of their at risk funds from their LOB to serve those purposes. The court uh, accepted those as well. Okay, thank you. Those were the two ones so, that were added on top of the ones that the court identified. Perfect. Yeah.
4: Thank you. Great.
0: Other questions? Thank you.
5: So, except the only new monies we can anticipate, I hear you saying is inflation. That's the only. So this doesn't really help us in Shawnee Mission a whole lot.
3: Well, it would be whatever would be appropriated, uh, if it were to be appropriated for inflation, and that would, again, be for the the 1920 school year. So what is, has been authorized by the legislature and the governor at this point is what you're, we're going to get for the 1819 school year.
5: Um, and as I... I'm sorry, I have a follow-up.
3: Please go ahead, Ms. Mack.
5: Um, so when the legislature comes back... Um, Tax season will be over. They'll have a better idea, I anticipate, of what overall revenues will be. Um, is there still an appetite there for um, gambling or sports betting tax or Internet sales tax, I guess, is going to be coming down the pike as well? I mean, it, it, I'm thankful because nobody likes litigation, but, but we're kind of stymied with this, in, in my, in, if, I, if I hear what you're saying. If I'm in, if I'm analyzing it correctly, I mean I'm looking at the numbers that we had, and we can do Lenexa Hills, and we can do a little bit here and a little bit there, but we can't do what a lot of us heads have wanted to do. And so, I I, I just want to know if, if there's more money coming with the legislature um, into the state uh, and a better bigger picture of revenue. Is there? I mean, is there any? hope that we can have more money on the bottom line of the foundational amount per student, or base State aid per pupil, or whatever you
3: want to call it? Well, there are, and I've seen, um, and I don't know if the Mr. Knapp, the runs he's done on what revenue will come in this year, what it would mean in the outreach, because there are increases built in over the next four years, and then whatever that inflation factor is going to be uh, Added in will be added in after the next year, but otherwise, kind of uh, with this course ruling, the formulas kind of is what it is now at this point, mm-hmm. and they've approved everything except making this this fix for the uh, to add the inflationary resources. So, you know, it's going to be that at that, that point, at the will of the legislature and the governor to add any more money beyond that.
0: Real quick on that, and then we'll get to Dr. Oh, Sinclair. I, in, in, that. In, that is, does Dr. Southwick want to comment about the? Successive years out, I know Mr. Knapp has run some numbers multiple years. Do either of you want to comment to maybe help with that question about what the bill looks like over multiple years and then an inflation kicker?
2: Yeah, so, um, Rush, you might want to come up and because you know more of the detail, what we know is in this first year, it's 4.3 million dollars. Um, just as a note, we were in negotiations today, we were hopeful that. There might be more money. We didn't think it would be less, but now we know what it is, and that's where we'll be this year. Uh, there are calculations of what the addition will be next year and the year after and the year after. I think we're close to knowing what that would be on the $522 million, but we don't know what it would be as we add the inflationary money to that. and We begin to benefit, and Rush, you can probably talk in more detail than I can about it. We begin to to benefit when we get to the, is it 44 92 92? And that triggers additional monies for the LOB for us. And with the inflationary money, we might get there earlier than what we thought we would. And we thought that would either be in year three or year four. So, how accurate was I, Russ? You're, you're
6: very accurate. The base is scheduled to go up a $137.00. Um, for the next five years. After we get past 18, 19, it goes up for five years, and then it goes back to, uh, in six, year six, seven, eight, it goes back to uh, consumer price index. So any, like he said, anything that they add on for inflationary would just add to that. Um, we'll see a bigger um, increase. I think it's year four, if I'm correct, when the base does exceed that 44 Ninety-two. Thank
0: you, and then Dr. Sinclair.
4: So, it's it's related in this conversation. So, my, so my understanding prior to an inflation adjustment, it, the increase, sorry, the increase was supposed to go up, like, in, we would hit that forty-four ninety-two in year four. But there's a potential. Is my understanding? Is there a potential to hit that forty-four ninety-two sooner than that four-year mark? Based on potential, I mean, potentially with adjustments next year,
6: mm-hmm.
4: we could hit that
6: earlier. Earlier. Yeah, correct. But
4: right now it's slated at year four. I think so. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that's where it would. Mrs.
7: Housley. So, do we have any um, guesses on the inflation adjustment, or is that just going to depend on the legislature next year and what they decide to go with? Has anybody calculated anything there?
3: I, the people. You are, said
7: briefly that Dale Dennis was maybe looking at numbers or something,
3: but there are a lot of people. Everybody's everybody that wants to tries. I think is calculating, and the issue will be one of the the interesting questions will be if you're going to add 60 months, is that are you going to bump the base up? Is that what, what do you do to to if? Where do you put oh, sure. that money? We'll automatically
4: go there.
3: So yeah. that that has all kinds of implications, both in terms of the weightings as well as how quickly you get to forty four ninety two. So there, there's lots of. It, it seems like it's a small, narrow question, but there's a lot of interesting uh, uh, components. To, yeah. Yeah.
0: Other questions.
4: Moving in the right direction.
0: Okay. Thank you very much Thank for you. the update and for being here. We appreciate sure. it on Thank such short notice. Thank you. Um, before we move off of special presentations, I'm going to take the liberty of. I see our executive director of our Education Foundation here. Is there anything you'd like to share with us at our final meeting of the school year since you were so good to be here? Well, I mean, I have the
8: opportunity.
0: There you go. There you go.
8: That just would be against my nature, I guess.
4: <laughs>
8: now, a quick update for you all, and I think that uh, Mrs. Mack updated you a little bit at the last meeting, but we are right in the middle of our, uh, pil- our pilot year for leadership, Shawnee Mission, um, which is um, going really, really, really well. So we're very excited. We have have 12 students that were chosen from among our signature programs, and these are students that have shown um, incredibly great potential Potential, but perhaps have not had leadership opportunities in the past. So, for three weeks, um, they are doing a combination half uh, classroom leadership work and then um, half internship. And um, we found internships for them all over the city that really kind of meld with what they're hoping to study in their future plans. And so, uh, the curriculum and the training is all being done by. Uh, faculty from William Jewell College. So it's a great partnership there. So this is the third week and our students are doing really well. We're getting incredible, incredible feedback from their internship sites and what we've learned is you know high school interns are actually a pretty rare thing and people are kind of nervous to have them and our interns are doing an amazing job. So uh, my only fear is that some of these sites are finding them so incredible that they may convince them to drop out of school and work full time for them because, um, and I'm kidding about that, they know the value of an education. but. They're doing really great. And Friday, they will be going up to William Jewell College to do um, additional leadership training on campus there, and then they'll have their uh, graduation that afternoon. So it's going well, and we're really excited to um, have this program, and we'll report back on what we learned from it, So, but it's ongoing.
0: Thank you. Great update. And is there any board members of your board that you'd like to recognize? I do. I
8: have uh, my board member, Chuck Batty, is here tonight. So uh, we thank him for being here, and thank you for giving me the microphone. Great. I'll sit now.
0: We appreciate the partnership (laughs) with the the Education foundations. Thank you for the impromptu update. Uh, With that, we move to item F. Uh, This is the public comment section where we provide an opportunity for the public to share their thoughts and comments with us. Uh, Do we have anyone today? No one today. So with that, we'll move on. And uh, we move on to item uh, G, the approval of the minutes. And I'll seek a motion to approve the minutes of the special meeting of February... I'm sorry, May 21st.
1: So So moved. Second. Thank you, Mrs.
0: Zila. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. Thank you. That passes 7-0. Motion to approve the next special meeting. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack.
5: Second. Second.
0: Thank you, Reverend Guy. All those in favor of the uh, second item there, the special minute, meeting, meeting minutes from May 21st. All those in favor please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. That passes seven-0. We move on mm-hmm. to item number three, which is the, the regular minute, regular meeting minutes from May 21st. Thank you, Mrs. Ounsley.
5: Second.:
0: Thank you, Mrs. Mack. All those in favor please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. And the final set of minutes is from the special meeting that took place on June 11th. Seek mm-hmm. a motion. Move approval. Thank you, Mrs. zila
3: Second.
0: Thank you, Reverend <laughs> Guy. In a close race there with mm-hmm. Dr. Sinclair.
3: <laughs> All those in
0: favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. Thank you for that. We move on to item H, which is the adoption of the agenda. I'll seek a motion to adopt the agenda for this evening. I
5: will move for approval of the adoption of the agenda.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Any discussion on the agenda? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. And that passes 7-0. We now move on to item uh, I, which is the approval of routine business by consent. I'll first seek a motion to approve, and then we'll seek items to be removed. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn.
9: Second. Thank you,
0: Mrs. Zila. Are there any board members that would like an item lifted out for further discussion and consideration?
7: Um, Item K2.
0: Thank you. Item K2 uh, will be removed and voted on separately. Any other items from the uh, consent agenda? And and for everyone, uh, that's the uh, the 2018-19 YMCA and JCPRD daycare leases. Any other items you'd like lifted out? Seeing none, we'll approve the uh, consent agenda with that item removed. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. We will now flip down to item K-2, and this is an item of the uh, annual approval of the 2018-19 YMCA and JCPRD daycare leases. Uh, First of all, any questions? Yes, Mrs. Owsley.
7: So I just had a question. I don't recall which snow day it was, Um, a few months ago but it came up that we don't have um, snow day coverage with our leases (coughs) with CPRD and the Y and at the time we had said we were looking into adding that snow day coverage. It was something about us granting permission or something for them to be there or having maintenance so that the building could be cleared so that they could utilize it and I didn't see it in the lease and so I was just wanting to touch base on that contract provision if that had been updated so that we would have snow day coverage.
2: I'm, I'm do my best to answer that by recollection and I've also got Bob here. I think what we've agreed to do with both of those that we will have not all of the sites but selected sites that would be open that's, um, that parents could go to unless it's absolutely catastrophic moment um, morning and then we would not have. But um, Bob, do you have anything? I know you had worked did, through that process. and that contract, so I'm not sure if they, they added that in there or not. not. I know that was our conversation. And I'm going to be honest. If I knew that was a question, I would have asked Dr. Neal to be here. I sent her home.
4: Oh,
7: I'm sorry, Dr. Southwick. Oh. Just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Any other questions? I will, um, I'll get that answer for you. But I believe that we've, we've agreed to have selected sites open, not all of them. But I'll, I'll verify
0: that. Okay. Any others? With that, I'll seek a motion to approve that item specifically. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor of approving item K2, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. Thank you for that. We will now move down the agenda to uh, letter R. This is the action items under business services. (laughs) and The first item is the approval to amend the budget. This is the amendment to the budget that we uh, conducted the hearing on previously in the meeting, and there were no comments to that. Um, But I'll turn to Dr. Southwick if there's any comment on that as well.
2: No, I think uh, Ross, uh, working with his department, and Dr. Atha have have put the... Finishing touches on the budget that meets the requirements for us, and I would recommend the approval of the published amended budget for the 2017-18 school year. Just as a reminder, this is last year's budget.
1: Mm -hmm. move approval to amend the budget.
2: Great. Thank
0: you, Mrs. Zila. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Any additional questions about the motion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. We now move on to R2, which is the approval
2: of the purchase of the water utilities. So we're going to purchase utilities tonight um, for next year. And first of all, our water, and we're asking for the approval estimated total cost of $350,000 to provide water for the district. I'll seek a motion to approve. Move approval. Thank you, Mrs. Goodburn.
5: Second.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Any questions or discussion on the item? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. We move on to R3, which is more utilities.
2: Yes, if we look, and this is our largest utility, um, the approval to purchase electric utilities um, during the 18-19 school year at an estimated cost of $9 million. Great.
0: I'll seek a motion to approve. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Zela. Second. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. Any questions or comments?
1: I have a quick
9: question. I know I was not uh, I was out of <coughs> town last week, so I'm just assuming that we're building in more money for these because they kind of go up every single year. Yes. I mean, do you guys have any idea of percentages or anything rough? They don't have to be perfect. But...
2: We don't. I uh, talked to Bob about that today. Who's made those recommendations. He believes that this number will cover us for next year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I will tell you that we uh, Bob was approached last week by an attorney group that's wanting to put together a coalition of school districts to be represented um, as they look at rate increases. Um, I don't know that, that that's something we're necessarily interested in, but it's something that we're watching very closely um, as we look at what KCP&L does over the next couple of years. But um, in talking to Bob today, believes that this number will cover us for next year.
4: Good. Thank you.
2: Great. Dr. Sinclair,
4: I'm going to build on um, Ms. Goodburn's question. How close have we been every year? I'm assuming there's rate, the rate increases have been creeping up every year. Are we pretty close at the end of every year on those budget estimates? Or
2: that's what? probably a rough question in terms of what we budget and what we end up having to amend for <coughs> our electrical. So I don't know without. Well, and, that. and kind of
4: all the the water, electrical, natural gas, kind of all three utilities in general?
6: The water will obviously vary based on the weather. Okay, sure. Uh, electricity, we, <coughs> we can estimate, but sometimes that rate gets approved during the budget year, so we don't have that crystal ball um, at the beginning when we're approving our budget, and it usually gets approved down the road. I think they're maybe asking in the 5 to 6% range right now to the, uh, the Kansas Commission. Um, and that still hasn't been approved and okay. obviously you'll probably approve your budget before that ever gets uh, approved. but they're yeah again they're asking like for 5 to 6% gas has been pretty consistent right around 600000 We we get that pretty close right now um, whether it's the, the mild winters and we're able to go out and buy the, the gas futures or whatever
0: and uh, that's been pretty consistent.
6: Okay
4: thank you yeah. appreciate that.
0: Additional questions on the motion? Seeing none, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 All those opposed, nay. That passes 7-0, thank you. And we move to item R4, which is uh, the natural gas utility.
2: Natural gas, uh, we're going to recommend uh, purchase of natural gas utilities during the 18-19 school year, estimated at cost of $600,000. And I would like to take time to mention that as we put these items together, we always are trying to be conservatively high on what we budget um, so that we can come in under that. And as we go through the year, we track that. Russ does a good job of that. Uh, and if it requires any adjustments in the budget, then we can do that one way or the other. But we're not trying to, to lowball these numbers, but we're also not trying to make them um, much larger than what we think we're going to have to spend. So. Great. Thank you.
0: Motion to approve uh, item R-4. So moved. Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Reverend Guy. Any discussion or questions? Seeing none, all those in favor of the motion, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that passes 7-0. Thank you for that. Uh, We move on to uh, item R-5, which is the approval of the sale of the property.
2: Dr. Right, Dutton. so several months ago, we asked the board uh, for the approval for us to list the warehouse that sits down um, off of the southern part of our district, off of 435. Um, we had in, um, would have been in February of 17, the building appraised, and it appraised for about $2.3 million. We have got an offer that we believe is a legitimate offer of 2.7. $5 million, and um, we've vetted all of that. We're in the final processes, but with the approval tonight, we've got a few things that we'll do before we close, but we will recommend that we sell that piece of property.
0: Thank you. I'll seek a motion, and then we'll have discussion.
1: So moved. Thank Second.
0: You, and was that Mrs. Goodburn? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, any questions or discussion on the motion?
7: I've-
0: yes, Mrs. Owsley.
7: So the appraisal being at the three-point whatever it was, we think that appraisal was too high or was maybe off or...?
2: So we had, a, we had a, an appraisal, which was a real estate firm that did the appraisal for us that was at around 2.3. I think what you're talking about is the county assessment. The county assessment, yes. And the it. county assessment from last year to this year went up 47%. And
7: that went up for everybody
2: across uh, the board. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of issues that, that people deal with. As we look at that, mm-hmm. again, um, we still believe that the 2.75 is a, is a good market value for that building. Um, and an so the
7: assessment was high, but the appraisal value was actually less than what we're exactly. voting no. to approve the sale That's for correct. tonight.
2: Okay. Yep. And the assessment out there, as you know, it, it can be assessed. We don't pay any taxes, so right. um, you know whatever happened there, we don't know. But um, again, in the market for where we are, we and we we vetted it, and we think it's a it's a fair market value for the building. Yes, Mrs. Zila. I,
1: I think I asked you this question once before too, but those extra costs that you said that would be incurred by this sale to us don't
2: amount to much. Is that correct? No, I think we've got, uh, Bob and I looked at that today, we've got some asbestos abatement, which is about what, 20? I think all total is around ten to $11,000 for right. survey, uh, uh, asbestos, and a uh, service. Great. So, uh,
0: 10000 to $1,000. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Reverend Guy.
5: And the proceeds from the sale will go
4: into capital outlay, is that correct?
0: That's correct. Okay. Great. Any other questions? Seeing none, all those in favor of the item, please say aye. 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 Those opposed, nay. And that passes 7-0. Uh, with that, we'll move down the agenda to uh, item... T, which is the uh, actions from the Board of Education, we have three items for our consideration this evening. Each year, um, we bring forward the um, the approval for renewal of our membership to the Kansas Association of School Boards. Um, That item is $19,736 for the membership Uh, and then additionally we've included in this um, an additional $1,500 cost for the season pass which is um, allows us to as board members as well as administrative team members to attend quite a few training opportunities throughout the year too rather than paying several hundred dollars every time we attend those. we were afforded an, uh, a spot on the board as part of our membership, and I'll turn to Mrs. Eel if you'd like to speak to our membership as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I will say, if you've noticed, from last year to this year, there was a slight increase in our dues. I think they've held dues static for about five years. So they were seeing just with the cost that they have incurred at, with the association that they wanted to raise it just very slightly. And I think the, uh, the $1,500... Um, Season pass. Season pass. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word there. Um, is, I think that will be great value to us. For a time there, we were kind of very stringent on who would go, and now this opens it up. It's basically a blank check, and anybody can go to any event that they have. Barring convention, that's that's the one thing where they, they would charge um, an admission to, if you will, a fee to attend. But I think it's, it's a good value for the amount of um, good guidance and representation that they give us through KASB.
0: Thank you. Dr. Southwick?
2: Yeah, and I I just want to mention that that doesn't just cover fees for the board to attend, but any conference that they might have providing services for administrators or teachers in the district, that free pass covers them as well. So um, as we move forward with our relationship with um, the organization which I think we have over the last year. There'll be lots of opportunities for not just the board but for our staff to go at no cost as well. So, mm-hmm.
0: Thank you and I envision as we uh, begin our a new year with Dr. Fulton, he would take full advantage of that as well. Mm-hmm. Any other questions or comments about the renewal of our membership?
4: Um, I, I think it aligns nicely with the research on highly effective school boards and that relationship between the district leadership and student achievement. One of those pieces is that the board um, is actively engaged in ongoing professional development. So if this allows us to, to do that as collectively or as individual board members, I think that's a benefit to our district. So I appreciate that.
0: Okay. Thank you. Anyone I- else? Yes, yes. I would just know.
4: add one other
1: benefit and that is that it brings together school boards from all across the state of all different varying mm-hmm. sizes and, and outlooks and that sort of thing and I think that's a wonderful thing for all, all of us to share. Um, they have kind of their eyes open a lot to what we face and they're surprised lots of times and um, it's good for us to be aware of what they're dealing with as school boards in outstate Kansas as well.
0: Thank you. Anyone else about the membership? Seeing none, I can't remember if I already had a first and a second on that. I'll seek a motion. Thank you. I'll first. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. I'll second. Thank you, Mrs. Zila. All those in favor of the renewal, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7-0. We move on to T2, Um, also with KASB, they offer up a service that's an additional $2,100 per year and that allows us to access their their legal team or their legal resources. Um, It allows each of the members of the board as well as the staff to call into them if there's uh, certain legal items that we aren't aren't able to address at the local level. Um, So this is something that we have the option to add on to and we're proposing that we, we take advantage of that service as well. I'll seek a motion first, and then we'll have discussion.
5: I move approval.
0: Thank you, Mrs. Mack. Second. Thank you, Mrs. Owsley. Yes. Um, Any discussion about this uh, additional service of the Legal Assistance Fund available through KASB? Yes, Mrs. Owsley.
7: So I just wanted to ask, um, so this is just for the counsel that we received from KASB, and then next month we'll be reviewing um, the counsel that we received from various firms and and we're reviewing that on the 9th and then we're voting on it on the 23rd? Is that how that is working out? or?
0: No, and I turn to my fellow board members to correct me, but I believe the answer is that that is one of the items that an organizational meeting we do approve is the, uh, the okay. list of, of legal counsel that we'll be engaging for the the year. So that will be separate from this resource. Those would be additional law firms or individual attorneys that would also be part of that list for our consideration. This is an additional service that allows each of us individually as board members to uh, to reach out to them to get opinion or advice um, mm-hmm. above and beyond what you're talking about where we have other firms, individual attorneys that provide legal services to the district.
7: Okay, so that, so that we do approve that on the 9th then. Yes, we do. Okay, right, thanks. And,
2: um, it it includes
7: staff work. members as well too, Dr. Yeah, Southwest. I mean, so,
9: this includes staff members to be able it, to call if they, if they need a quick legal opinion. It does. Self-care.
2: Generally, um, I'll tell you one of the ways that it's helped us is sometimes when we're looking at going a direction, it's great to be able to make a phone call and to bounce that idea off and we get a sense of what's going on around the rest of the state. Um, so, again, as we said, this $2,100 is not going to defend you, but it, it does give you an opportunity to seek advice and, and to make some decisions on a day-to-day basis, and it's a great value. And I would remind the board that you approved this last year, um, and we did take advantage of it this year. So, We did. Yes, Mrs. Mack.
5: I would add one more thing. I know uh, we've talked about the board manual over uh, time and this is something that needs to probably be changed in the board manual because if I recall what it says now is that only the president is allowed to seek legal counsel and with this with KASB each one of us can call um, KASB if we pass this um, tonight
0: Great, thank you Make a note of that Other questions or comments about the motion? Yes, Mrs. Zila.
1: I would say, in particular, KASB um, and their legal counsel. They are very good as far as policy questions. If we need to change a policy, if we need to add a policy, some guidance in that. I think they've done a done a great job with that and helping.
0: They have seen our phone number on their caller ID a couple times times this year. Yes. Any other questions? Seeing none. um, All those in favor of the motion, please say aye. 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 Opposed, nay. That passes 7 0. Thank you for that. And with that, we move on to t- uh, action item uh, T3, uh, staying on the theme of uh, KASB. Um, as we've referenced, the annual meeting, or am sorry, the organizational meeting uh, that's required by statute each year of every Board of uh, Education takes place in early January, sorry, July, and ours is July 9th. And um, at that meeting, we will um, have the election of officers. We also go through the process of selecting who will represent us um, in the various committees that KSB affords us as as part of our membership. Um, I have sent a proposal to the board for their consideration and then discussion today. Uh, In last year, we put together a process where we put forth nominations for those that would be interested in serving as the president or the vice president of our board, the, the, the school board here and um, there's an additional uh, uh, positions that are also up for consideration and so what i'm suggesting is that we include that same process for the selection of our a board of directors member to ksb our legislative committee member to ksb our nominating committee member to ksb government relations network member to ksb and then also each year we're afforded a representative spot with SMAC, our shawnee mission area council ptas and uh, so these are each roles that the board members serve. They represent the school district. Um, and so I put forth in the, in the email my rationale to that is so that we would have the opportunity to select representation on all of those. Um, but before I seek any action, I'm, I'm, I'll just turn to you for questions and clarifications <laughs> because um, there's a lot of history <coughs> with our relationship with each of these organizations. And so I'll, I'll turn to all of our members to offer up comments and thoughts there. Um. Yes, Dr. Sinclair.
4: I'm sorry, I should have thought of this sooner. Is it possible to show this document up on the board? It's not. Okay, sorry. Okay. Thank you, Shoes.
0: Yeah, this, and I did I did not mention this as part of the board manual, um, and so this would be under the nomination section and election of board officers in the board manual. Yes. I believe that the, the
9: board, KASB, Board of Directors
1: candidate, don't they want you to serve two to three years? Isn't it a three-year term? It's. KASB actually has a three-year term for people on the board of directors as well as on the legislative committee, and they turn over kind of a few turnover every year, so they don't have an entirely new group. And um, I, as we are our own region, so we can do basically whatever we want. Those regions that comprise many many school districts get together hopefully, at the conference time in December. And that's when they're together to elect possibly new people as they come up every three years. Um, so, I mean, we have that opportunity. In the past, we've kind of looked at it as an annual thing almost. But having been on the legislative committee and then on the board of directors now, I, I can see kind of their their method and that it makes sense that they have you know ongoing people that kind of pull up those that are coming on new so it makes sense truly, I think, maybe to do, to keep that in mind anyway, to be mindful of that, that that is their purpose of why they ask that. You're actually given like your term is up you know, in three years, whenever that three years might be when you join one of those two um, committees or directors, boards. So um, that's just a a fact to throw out there. I know we've had board members in the past say, well, we're our own region. We can do whatever we want, which is true. But I think as the association, I think it helps them and their cohesiveness. And just like the first year, I was kind of during the headlines. They were talking about all their pension stuff that they were changing from defined benefits. And I was like, okay. Um, But now I kind of get what the process has been. And. Um, just for an example, there and legislative too. You kind of get the process of how they are moving through their whole platform and changing that each year, and the type of input that comes from all different folks from all over the state for that. So, that's my that's my two cents about the the term. But in the, like
9: nominating governmental relations and SMAC could be one year. I mean, there's no
1: they don't they don't. They just—they don't really require that or want that for the, the other positions, right? So I don't believe so. And way. even nominating committee—I I don't know if that Penny, were you on nominating this year? Yes, this last year. Okay. Did you feel you gained some knowledge or expertise of how to go about no. the nominating committee? <laughs> Usually, there's one person, so it's—it's it's not a real, um, you know, hard, difficult decision normally. But that's not always the case, I'm sure. But those are a little less, uh, you know, intensive as far as. Like, experience level and time, commitment. and time commitment, correct.
9: And one other thing, yes. sorry, to um, yeah.
1: um,
9: for the SMAC representative, is there any way Mr. Stratton, we could reach out to them and find out when they're going to be having their meetings? Because last year they had them in, in the evenings. Prior to that, they had been having them during the morning hours. That would just be, I get, I think, some good information for our board members to mm-hmm. know prior to
4: putting their name in when they're going to be having their meetings this year.
0: Thank you. I will. And Dr. Sinclair?
4: Oh, well, I guess they might know at some point. Having served on SMAC board, I think it changes from year to year and leader and kind of group to group. So I'm not sure they would know until... I'm trying to think when that schedule is set.
2: But this year, the, it, the decision to meet in the evening was made by the leadership. So I would agree um, with you... Uh, that we probably won't know for sure until we know who the new leadership is. You would know better than I do. I'm Okay. Well, if
9: we could try to reach out, that would be great. Any information would be great. I will do that.
0: I will do that. Um, Any other questions about this? Uh, Just one last clarifying reason that I put this forward is um, in the past... We, we've uh, had the president put together the slate of folks for suggested consideration. Um, in our new process, we're electing a new board president and a new board vice president. And so um, this would be preventing this, this process where perhaps if two people were running for president, they would both be soliciting people for these positions for appointment. This way, each of the board members can, can select those as well, and that will all take place at the same time. I hope that made sense. Yes. Dr. Sinclair.
4: Okay, so the so for a number of these KASB boards, it's preferred but not required by KASB, and so but we need to do an annual renewal, and so we would just be cognizant of where people are in their terms. Is that what we're, Is that what was?
0: That's a good I'm question. I'm trying to
4: recap what I heard.
0: Yeah, and what else? there was suggest- a suggestion
4: in there or just an uh, an observation, I'm not sure.
0: Go it's ahead an first. observation, really.
1: Okay. I mean, okay. we do this every year. Every year, KASB will look to us to say, "Okay, tell me who," because because nominating um, governmental affairs often changes or government, whatever relations. Relations. Thank you. Um, so those often change over year to year to year. So they just look to us to give us the slate of who's coming. But okay, um, right. But so if I hope you that look that back answers. at, okay. I'm sorry. Go Look back, back at the practice
5: of our board. It has changed. Numerous years, and for example, I stepped in when Deb moved up to the board of it, uh, board of education to the board of directors. I stepped in in her role as legislative, and um, there was actually some question whether or not
1: when that term. Well, expired, and they actually and said, yeah, so, yeah. They actually so, said you're fulfilling my term, and right. I was like, oh, so okay. So they're still like looking that. at their three-year
9: terms. So
5: it, um, it. Nominating, it doesn't matter at all. In government relations, it doesn't matter at all. And in, in my my opinion, it's probably different from Depp's. It's, it's, I've been on legislative committee, and while there may be an inherent... Um, it may be a good idea to have the same person in that for a year or two, um, Given given the members of our Board of Education, I can see anybody doing a one-year term on legislative very easily at this point in time, because in the last two years, they have gone completely through all of their platform
1: legislatively, and we reviewed everything. So that's already been done. But they do that every year. They they review that platform from A to Z every
0: year. Right, can I just- And then part of, I'll, I'll clarify, and then we'll go ahead. And that is, um, what we're talking about is, is the form that we submit. And so to answer one of the questions was, um, there is some um, room on the form where you either nominate someone else or yourself to make that point. That uh, in the example of, say, Mrs. Zilla, where she'll talk about the years that she did serve currently and would like to continue to do it again. And this is the procedure. This would be a perfect place for someone like she is in her role to explain that so that all of us, as we consider the folks that we select for our, our representative, mm-hmm. can do that on this form. So that's part of why it's on here as well. And I'll talk about the use of the form in a second. Go ahead. Mrs. Elsie.
7: So the form will be used twi- twice. You know, once at the beginning of the year in the spring as the year begins or in, at the July 9th organizational meeting and then potentially again after the election when if different people are seated in that January.
0: Yes, that wouldn't happen this cycle, but it would happen the next cycle. Potentially Mm it could happen next cycle, which also goes to one of our legislative items that maybe perhaps the legislature will address when we do this. (laughs) Because right now we're doing it in the middle of an elected. Yeah, so the elected term of a board member, we're making a lot of decisions halfway through that, which makes this clumsy.
7: Right, if you want it to be for a long period of time.
0: Correct. You'd have overlapping terms. Mm -hmm.
7: But it looks like you did add, sorry.
0: Yes, go ahead, Mr. Goodberg. Looks
9: like you did add the line at the very end: a vacancy and representative roles to KSB, KASB or SMAC will be appointed by the board president to serve out the remainder of the term. Yes. So.
0: Right. Yeah. If, if in fact that happens, and another year after this one, um, when then board the president order, will appoint. Right. Correct to fill out that year's term for each okay. of these spots.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay.
0: Uh, except vice president, I guess I would clarify. So it just says the KASB and the SMAC. It wouldn't be for the vice president mm-hmm. office because that would be separate. We didn't briefed it last year. We did. <laughs> right. We did.
5: Okay. All
0: right. Any other questions on this process? Because this will be the process that we use at our next meeting, which is the July 9th uh, annual meeting. And just one last clarification before we adopt this form is that uh, upon adopting this form, um, it'll be sent out to each of the board members on June 26th, which I believe is tomorrow. And then the request would be that these would be returned. Uh, to the board president by July 6th at 5pm and that's the Friday before the next meeting. That way all the nominations, self nominations as well as nominating each other can be collated, put together and then sent out to each of the board members so that they have the list or the, the composite of all of the forms of who is interested in what roles so they can enter the organization meeting understanding who is stepping forward to serve each of the roles.
5: And that goes to you or to Terry Winery?
0: Well, that's a good question. So the way the manual was passed last year, it said to the board president. But I am more than open to discussion on that. Because there was discussion on that. <laughs> um,
5: I, 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 I think that it should go to the clerk of the board because um, it would be seen as objective and yeah, I just think it should go to the clerk of the board. Not that I don't think you can do all that.
0: I understand the point.
5: Typing, et cetera, but I think it's, cl- it's a cleaner process um, if it goes to the clerk of the
0: board. Other thoughts on that?
5: The only issue was,
9: is that a Friday at 5 p.m., and Ms. Wintering might have already gone home for the weekend <laughs> and to get that out over Sh- the weekend. Should the we Monday, t- Monday,
5: <laughs> on Fridays. Are you working on Fridays right now?
9: Oh. Yeah. Well, can we can we please make it maybe the day before or the day before that? Because there's no, I mean,
1: there's no, it's fine. how about that's that, that Wednesday? Like the the, there's plenty of time, the, isn't there? That's the 4th. How about oh, the Thursday, Thursday the 5th? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs to write long essays. So okay. I, mean,
0: I think we should um, do that. With, with your approval, we will change that language because currently it reads that the nomination form is to be completed by the nominating board member and submitted to the board president at least 72 hours prior to the board meeting when the election will take place. So instead, it will be submitted to the clerk and we will say by the Thursday... Prior to the at five
1: organizational meeting.
0: 5 p.m. prior to the organizational meeting.
1: But 2 o'clock would be great, right, Terry? Yeah, that's true. Just submit them as you go. Okay.
0: Is everyone clear on that change? So this will be that uh, rather than the July 6th being the date, it would be July 5th. Uh, Glad it's not the 4th. Um, And then by 5 o'clock. Great. All right. Thank you for that conversation. And with that, I'll seek a motion to approve these changes to the board manual, which outlines the nomination election process for board officer and committee representation.
5: So moved.
0: Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. No, that was was me. (laughs) Sorry, Reverend Guy. (laughs) I'll second. All right. Thank you, Dr. Sinclair. It's been moved and seconded to approve the changes to the board manual. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Those opposed? That passes 7-0. Thank you for that conversation. With that, we move on to U1, which is the uh, board financial report. Each of you have received the board financial report. Do you have any questions regarding that document? Thank you. Seeing none, we'll move on. And um, with that, we will move on to uh, v- V1. We have two items under board comments. One is to talk about next year's calendar. So this is the last official meeting of the board for this this school year. And so as we just talked about, the, the next board meeting is scheduled for July 9th, which is the organizational meeting. At that time, there's a series of things that we approve, one of which is our meeting schedule. That's always ironic because (laughs) how do you have your first meeting if you don't approve it prior to that meeting? But anyway, we've already set the July 9th as an organizational meeting. But beyond that, there's been discussion at previous meetings about the consideration of two meetings a month or some thereafter. So um, with consultation with Dr. Fulton, Dr. Fulton had consultation with the cabinet. There's been others that have been engaged in this process. There has been um, the suggestion that eight of the meetings, we have two meetings a month, and then four of the months, we have one meeting a month. And those are in the email that I sent, and that is that in July, we'd have the organizational meeting, and all we would conduct is that uh, organizational meeting item on the 9th. And then our first full board meeting would be July 23rd. In August, we'd meet on the 13th and the 27th. On the 12th, we would meet on Wednesday the 12th because Monday is a religious holiday. And then in September, we'd meet on the 24th as well for the second meeting. October 8th and 22nd, November 12th and 26th, December 7th, only once that month. 17th. Sorry, 17th. You're right, January 14th and 28th, February 11th and 25th, March we would meet just once and that's the 25th. April would be the 8th and the 22nd, May would be the 13th and 29th, and June the 24th. So questions about that? We're not actually going to take action here. We officially do the action um, at our organization meeting, but questions, comments? Yes, Mrs. Hila.
1: Um The March 25th meeting, obviously that's at the end of the month. How does that fall with spring break? Do we know? I mean, is that just immediately after spring break? That's kind of what I'm guessing, but I don't know that. And I'm wondering if maybe that should be earlier in the month because we meet again on April mm-hmm. 8th. So... That's a very short time span there, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm wondering if maybe our meeting ought to be bumped up to be more mid-month, and then just a suggestion, just a right. thought, because I'm not sure where that calendar falls. Great,
3: and we're turning. Um, it's
1: the week of March 11th at the spring break. Oh. okay. okay. So we return um, turn on the 18th. Okay. Just when the kids will Okay, that we're back in session. I was
4: just worried that that was like the Mondays directly after spring break. Thank you. Right.
0: Yes, Dr. Sinclair.
4: The May 29th, that was a Wednesday. You had called the other ones out that weren't Mondays. So I just wanted to make sure that was the May 29th date. Is that a Wednesday?
5: It is a Wednesday.
4: And that was, right, there was a conflict that second, that it's fourth Labor Monday? Day. Oh, Memorial Day. Memorial. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Just wanted to double check that.
0: Thank okay. you for catching that. Yes. And, uh, you're, is um,
4: and you're
5: saying July is a you're considering it as one of the four months where there's one meeting, but actually there's two because of the organization. But not regular Correct.
0: Correct. Correct. We'd be okay. gathering twice, but only one would be a regular meeting. Mm-hmm. Correct. And other than that, it would be December, March, June, and July, if I'm doing this on the fly right here. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And Mr. Stratton, this also yeah. changes our, our meeting time to 6pm mm-hmm. from 7pm. Is that correct?
0: Correct. That okay. was a discussion as well. And, um, Uh, I've sought input from various groups in the area that would be affected by who attends these meetings. I also turn to you for any additional comments on that suggestion as well.
5: I think part of the reasoning of wanting to move the meetings earlier is um, obviously parents with young children would like to get home sooner
4: (laughs) from these meetings.
5: Um, So the hope is that that's uh, friendlier to our constituents who would like to be able to participate in these meetings and attend these meetings. Um, so, we hope that that encourages more people to attend and to be able to stay for the full meeting because hopefully they won't go till 10 p.m. And, and later with the mm-hmm. 6 p.m. start time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I would just thoughts? piggyback
1: yes, onto mm-hmm. that. I think that's great for the staff members that attend these meetings mm-hmm. too because their work day is not that far from 6 p.m. So, that just continues their day. And again, like Clara said, you get home a little bit earlier then, which is always nice. Mm-hmm
0: think we have to get official comment on the record from our board clerk to this one. Six o'clock better? I like that. All right, <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, then that will be an item that we'll also address when we approve the calendar um, at our organizational meeting on July 9th. Thank you for that discussion that we've covered over the last couple of months. I appreciate that. With that, we move on to uh, item V2, which is board comments. And I'll begin uh, with a couple. And that is, number one, uh, I, I congratulate our, our three new board members who made it through their first semester on the board. <laughs> um, we've covered a lot of ground, and we've all made a lot of progress together. So thank you for your service. and. Uh, Hopefully, it's been a good first semester with many more to follow. Second, I want to use this opportunity to recognize that this also is the end of the school year, which we uh, wrap up our term with Dr. Southwick serving as our interim superintendent. And uh, by myself and and on behalf of myself and the rest of this board, we thank you very much for your service. Uh, You sprung right into action when asked. You've done a a great job this year. You're not going anywhere because we have your service going into next year, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity to both recognize your service as our interim as well as our deputy and to thank you very much for your service. So we appreciate that. board members like to add yes mrs hila
1: i i don't want to belabor the fact either or reiterate what brad has already said but i think you have done an amazing job of just keeping the ship steady being open and honest and genuine with all of our constituents with our staff and i thank you for that and your integrity so it's been a great year with you. Thank you very much for all you're doing where I think you're probably all ready to step back down into that deputy position <laughs> and happy to do it, right?
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Other comments, both about uh, the transition as well as any other board comments? Go I
5: I, I, would, I would just cut on um, to thank you, but and I would also like to thank Rick Atha oh, because goodness. he stepped in as our quote interim deputy superintendent and I know you all have a good working relationship and he stepped in on a couple of occasions as well so I want to give a shout out to him
2: and I would be remiss if I didn't thank the entire organization from board members to principals Um, this has been a different year and but I think everybody worked together and um, we managed it Um, there were a lot of people that found themselves doing a lot of things that they hadn't planned on doing uh, this time last year But they never complained about it. So um, I would be remiss, and you're thanking me. I could not have done it if the entire organization, that's from our teachers, parents, cooks, bus drivers, everybody we have in the organization really pitching in and and doing a great job. So I take the time to thank them.
0: Anyone else with board comments in general? Um. Yes, Mrs. Ousley.
7: just have a general comment um, for folks watching at home or whatever they're doing. Um, I know we had gotten a presentation on the supper program a few months ago and I know that information was provided to principals so that they can opt in to that program in the fall. Um, But I had spoken to a couple of principals just existing in space at different events that are new to the district. So they're just coming on, onboarding now and they had not gotten the information. So anybody's watching at home, I would just encourage you to reach out to Dr. Southwick or Dr. Atha or the nutrition program to get information on the supper program so that if they want to implement it in their building, they can because we do have some transitions happening and just to make sure that that information isn't lost in the, in the mix. If we can get that money back here to feed kids dinner, I'd be happy to do it. So
1: and that
0: was all. Great. Thank you. Yes, Mrs. Zila.
1: I have one more comment of of an event that I was invited to attend um, back at the end of May um, from Congressman Yoder's office, and it was about about gun safety, gun permits, gun issues, Um, especially in schools. It was a very interesting roundtable discussion. Representative or Congressman Yoder Yoder said that he just kind of wanted to get a feel for what was the feeling around there. There was police chiefs. There was um, representatives there. There was um, survivors of Columbine. A a woman and her dad were there. Um, There was gun merchants there. I mean, it was a real plethora of different ideas. John Douglas was there also representing the district with a great idea of, you know, he analyzes active shooter situations and stuff and shared a lot of knowledge with that. So it was interesting. I'm not sure that any great you know, resolution was was uh, came to at the end of the meeting there, but hopefully Yoder got um, some very good ideas of, of very strong opinions on things. We had several students there that were extremely eloquent, and I think I saw a couple of them in picture on the front page of the Star not long ago, and they are very passionate about this and gun safety and permits and gun sales and. Um, I think we have a generation coming up that really knows what they want to see happen in America. And I think Congressman Yoder will sit up and take notice because they were very, like I said, very eloquent and um, very meaningful statements were made there. So it was only a one-hour thing. It was like you just kind of scratched the surface and we were done. So it wasn't very in-depth at all, but it was an interesting gathering of people. Thank
0: you. Anyone else? Yes, Dr. Sinclair.
4: Um, I'm <coughs> reflecting a little bit on um, the Gannon ruling from uh, today, and and having served how many, how long have, has it been? Six, six months. One semester. semester. Six months. <laughs> six one years. semester. Six months on the board. Um, but having been on the other side advocating for um, public education and adequate and equitable funding and creating those opportunities for district leadership to be able to create those opportunities for kids, um, I am um, continue to be optimistic. And uh, grateful to be part of the Shawnee Mission School District in a leadership role to continue to collaborate with our stakeholders to make the most of this um, opportunity as we continue to reinvest in our public education and um, in our in our youth of Kansas. And I hope we continue to um, remind our legislators about the value of that and be leaders in that voice for our kids and um, really work collaboratively with our community of stakeholders to build a really continue to build a strong um, school district uh, committed to excellence and <coughs> equitable ad, 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 equitable education opportunities for all of our students. So, thank
0: you, Mrs. Mack.
5: Thanks. Well, Mayor uh, Dr. Sinclair, thank you for cleaning up <laughs> for after my comments on um, the Gannon ruling. Um, experimental. It is incremental, and and I want to be optimistic. I am an optimistic person. I'm a positive person, and I know going forward people want the best for the um, kids of the state of Kansas, and we definitely do. Um, I also wanted to point out a lot of us um, went to the KASB regional meetings, and I know um, Mrs. Zila and Mrs. Owsley went to, and Laura was there. And Reverend Guy mm-hmm. went to the meeting here mm-hmm. and Dr. Sinclair. And I know um, Mr. Stratton and I went to the one out in Olathe and Representative Rooker was there. And it was an interesting mix of people in the Olathe meeting. Um, there were <coughs> candidates, there were people just kind of getting their feet wet about what's going on with the legislature um, and school funding. Um, and the researchers and the speakers from KASB really do a terrific job and it was very informative, um, and so I'm really thankful that we have re our membership um, with KASB. But it was a, it was a good meeting, um, good conversation, and um, so I would encourage us as we go forward, not only our staff members, but we as board members attend KASB events and seminars.
1: Right. No, yes, please go ahead. Thank mm-hmm. you. I am just glad that Representative Workers in our audience tonight when the court decision was talked about, because I know how hard you worked from a year ago, more than a year ago, on, on all of this. And most of what you worked on came to fruition, and, so, and we have benefited, and now we're, we're looking forward to increased funds every year. So thank you very much for your efforts. We appreciate you very much. You. And you too, Stuart. Sorry. <laughs> Speed reading speed driving right
4: <laughs>
0: anyone else yes Mrs. Hounsley.
7: I just want to note um, I, I appreciate the optimism I just as a parent whose child has never attended a constitutionally funded classroom, not once um, I have a, I'm, I'm struggling a little today, and i I want to say thank you to everyone who works in the district and who has been with the district for the last 10 years while it was unconstitutionally underfunded because that absolutely impacted their day-to-day and their work environment. And for all the parents out there who are frustrated currently, I totally get it. So Mm -hmm. I just want to close on that because we we provide a good opportunity for the kids here, but that is because of the work of the individuals on the ground, not necessarily because of the finances we have received <laughs> so I just that's all thank you yep. Thank
0: you. anyone else with that I will close this out by saying uh, thank you to my board peers for this opportunity to sit in this chair for the last six months um, we had a chain of events where suddenly we had new folks sitting at this dais and we had uh, a seat that I sat and moved into and uh, thank you for your patience as we went through six months of, of transition so we appreciate that but what happened in that period was an awful lot meaning um, we jumped in in square one and the new board members and all of us uh, went through the process of vetting and eventually selecting a new superintendent and, uh, and a lot of other activities that we covered in six months. So I'm proud of you and hopefully you are all proud of your service at that time as well. You know, we get paid an awful lot and, and that is uh, nothing monetarily but hopefully some <laughs> satisfaction in the work that we do can bring this district moving forward. And uh, starting with our next meeting, we'll have Dr. Fulton at this table and uh, I consider that a new chapter for Shawnee Mission. And with that, we are adjourned for the 2017-18 school year. Thank you.
2: Well, I'm, I might mention that's an hour and 20 minutes, and that's progress. <laughs>